You hear the music, you know it's time for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Joined by Josh Levy, I'm Daniel Gilman, and today is a very special quarantine episode where we are joined by an absolute legend, a huge fan favorite, a podcast favorite. It's Adam Hagar, the British actor who plays Alfie's right-hand man, Ollie. He'll join us in a few minutes, but first I want to tell you that if you want to go ahead and catch every single episode that we have ever done or we will do, go like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at By Order of Peaky. Or you could just press subscribe, click the follow button, rate us, review us, and you will automatically get every episode that we input out there. If you want some feedback and we want to hear, we desperately want to hear what you guys have to say about this interview, about any future interviews, Go ahead and email us at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com or just comment on social media. And lastly, if you want to see the three of us chatting it up, Josh, Daniel, and Adam, just a bunch of old friends talking about Peaky Blinders, sharing some Killian Murphy stories, Adam has incredible insight into his time with Tom Hardy, spent some time rapping. We have some impersonations. If you want to see that all, you can join us at patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. It's just $5 a month, and we will post all of our interviews through this entire coronavirus catastrophe that we will be doing. Paul Bouillon is up next. He played Billy Kitchen. So if you want to get your questions in that you want Paul to answer, or if you want to watch our interview with him next week, make sure to join us at patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. Now, let's jump to the interview. We're joined now by Adam Hagar, who plays Ollie. And Adam, how are you doing today? I'm good. How's it going? We're doing well. We're just trying to keep, you know, sane in this crazy time. And even though it might be advantageous for us to pay, possibly get a few, you know, Peaky Blinders actors to jump on, but what is this, this whole coronavirus situation like for actors trying to work right now? That's a great question um so at the moment you know we're we're all registered as self-employed so um the government is yet to kind of you know they came out a few days ago and they said to people who are on salary that you know they'll be paid 80 percent of their salary which is you know and then and then self-employed can just apply for like a kind of universal credit which is just you know like 90 pounds a week or something which is crazy because, you know, obviously some of us, you know, we all earn differently and um, it should be, you know, in our opinion, based on our tax records and um, what's fair to us. But uh, it looks like they are going to put something like that in place, um, which is great. Um, I don't know when we're just going to have to be patient, but yeah, like it's, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing going on. I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm trying to set up like a home uh, voiceover studio because I do a lot of voiceover and uh, trying to see if I can like do some work that way. But it's just a time to, I don't know, be creative and write and, you know, try and um, do what you can. But it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty tricky because, you know, for for self-employed people who maybe like just became self-employed or maybe people who are just starting out as actors, like, you know, I don't, I don't know what, uh, can I swear? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You you're good. Whatever. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. You know. 
Uh, it's understandable. It's definitely, you know, similar, similar in, in, uh, in the United States. There's a lot of questions on how people are going to be getting paid in some certain businesses and, and professions that are on hold for now. So, and it's definitely an interesting time. A lot of television shows have been delayed, including season six of uh, Peaky Blinders. The, uh, yeah. It has been delayed. Um, you know, we, we, we won't ask you if you're involved in season six because we don't know where Ollie is right now. You know, he left. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know where Ollie is right exactly, now. I don't know where exactly. Ollie is right now. But um, I guess that kind of, you know, leads into my question on, you know, what was the process of you getting your role as Ollie and a kind of a follow-up to that? Were there other characters that you were interested in prior to securing that role? Um, so... It was really, it was pretty standard, you know, like I got, um, I knew about the first series and, um, you know, it wasn't like, the first series was, wasn't like hugely popular here, you know, and uh, I'm actually from Birmingham, so oh, you know, wow. we were, we were, um, you know, we kind of were like, oh, this is cool show, like from Birmingham and the, the creator, Stephen Knight, you know, I'd, I'd met him and had some conversations with him, like in Birmingham at screenings and stuff. And it just seen this really cool thing, but it, it didn't like really, it didn't really kind of hit until probably the series that I did, the second series and the third series and so on, you know. Um, but I, you know, I just, uh, I just got a, a, a casting through and um, I have the same agent as Killian. So I can't, you know, I kind of had a bit of like an idea of what was happening with the show anyway. Um, and I knew that Tom, Hardy was going to be in it and I you know I got this character and I was just like is this uh, is, like is this character um you know I asked my agent is this character to do with uh Tom Hardy's character and they were like yeah I think you're his like nephew or his right hand man or something <laughs> and I was just like I have to get this role like I have to get this role um you know I Tom like many actors my age uh, is a huge icon to us, you know, and he really kind of, I guess, kind of brought that like method kind of Brando thing back into the game. Um, and, you know, I used to have like, you know, I used to get my friends around at drama school and then we used to sit there and like eat steak and watch Bronson, you know, and like that was, the, you know, yeah. we had like Tom Hardy nights and stuff. So, yeah. And then I just was, I was just sitting outside the casting room um uh just like i gotta get this part like this part's mine um and i got it the next day you know wow. so uh uh that was pretty insane and it was like the first kind of you know big scale job um even though you know the show at the time wasn't like a big scale show but it had all these amazing names attached to it you know um and uh yeah it kind of blew my mind and then <laughs> the next week i was filming uh, wow. I was, you know, spent a whole week with, with Tom and Killian and just, you know, really was quite surreal. Um, and uh, what was the next part of your question? Sorry. Well, I, I guess I kind of, you know, answered the question because you kind of had your eyes set on that role because you wanted to work with Tom Hardy. So it was if, if you had any other roles in mind. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. We, you know, we didn't. We had no idea what. Right. You know, this stuff is kept on lockdown, you know, uh, pretty, pretty heavily. Um, you know character new characters and stuff and I didn't know enough about the show um and because it's a new IP as well you know like it's we didn't really know about characters but um 
but so I was on, I was just given the script for, and it was just like right. Alfie and Ollie and, you know, and uh, Sabini and I, I the only, you know, the only character for me really was, was Ollie. And I was like, I'm totally cool to play Ollie. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We're, 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 we're huge Alfie fans. We're big Tom Hardy fans. We're, we're big Ollie fans as well. Um, I guess, best. yeah, he's, he, I'm sure working with him was awesome and he's, He's he's popular in, in in the United States as well for all of his roles that he's played. Um, mm -hmm. One of Daniel and I's favorite movies of all time is Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, he, that's he was Brilliant. just incredible on that. And obviously, Bane and 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 in the, in, in the Batman series. But I guess I didn't know that you and you and Killian had the same agent, and that was gonna be one of my questions: is how is Killian Murphy in real life? Is he is he completely opposite of what of his role as Tommy Shelby, or is he that same kind of brash individual? <laughs> Killian, Killian is like the the most chilled out person I've I think I've ever met. He's so relaxed. He's he's um, and it was really interesting on set as well because um, you know Killian, you know off camera talks in his own accent, like talks about like whatever's going on, what he's watching on TV. I remember like, you know, before takes he'd be like, you know. Adam, if you've been watching House of Cards, it's really good. And then, <laughs> and then, like, bam, he'd be straight into Tommy, you know. And then, whereas Tom Hardy, uh, Tom, you know, kind of stays in character. He still sort of talks to you, but he's kind of walking around, just like, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does a great Alfie. The whole time, you know. Um, and, uh, that that was that was Tom, you know, for for that that week or you know six days or so we spent together, and then the next time I saw Tom, which was like a month later, he was like, "Hello, mate, how are you?" And his voice, <laughs> and it was it was so weird, you know. Um, and that's kind of just you know, that's his way of doing things, and and kind of sort of the way I do things as well. Actually, now I kind of learned. A lot from Tom he really um you know Killian Killian Raymore kind of just chilled and kept himself to himself but Tom was like you know really wanted the whole project to be really great and um everyone to be at the best and would he kind of took me under his wing and would come and kind of give like little nuggets of advice and then kind of walk off and you know yeah. cool guy. I can't awesome. I can't imagine having two I guess better uh role models in the acting business especially with with Peaky Blinders being one of your first major gigs yeah can, can you share any of the uh any fun stories in those scenes because i can't imagine tom hardy was on set too often so i'm sure you guys were constantly just rolling out his scenes when he was available to, to get out there well it, it was like you say that but like we you know we actually spent a lot of time together you know like we because like like i said um it was funny it was it was just before like it was 2014 so 2015 is was the year where kind of tom was like the biggest movie star in the world for that little moment when he did like the revenant and mad max and um you know and i feel like every every kind of really big actor has that you know time when they're the biggest you know like uh, like lin-manuel miranda had it like just a few months ago you know it's kind of like everyone's talking about you and um so he was kind of around a lot and we would just like shoot the shit and talk and um and 
you know, like he had his dog with him who's died sadly now, Woody. And, you know, he just, we just kind of play with the dog. And then, you know, at the time I was like, um, uh, I was about to, I, I co-wrote and was in a musical about the Beastie Boys um, that me and my friends made um, in London. And we did it for a few years and I was about to do that. I remember him being like, oh, it's great, man. Like, uh, did you know I used to be a rapper? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, is any of that out there? Can I hear any? He was like, no. no oh, you know? no. And um, which is r really disappointing because like, <laughs> You know, I would love to. I think there is some Tom Hardy rap out there, you know, um, on YouTube. Uh, he's pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, no, a lot of it was like in the brewery, you know, in the in the bakery, inverted commas, you know, just hanging between takes. And, um, you know, I just was like talking to him about Batman and how bad and, you know, and, um, you know, and we, we would, so like the two, the two um, scenes, which were like in that series, which were Tommy and Alfie, you know, when they, when they first met, they had the kind of scene in Alfie's office. And then the last one, which was the one where I'd like lose my shit and I get slapped by him. Yeah. Was it the Those, tying the like, shoe? The tying the shoe stuff. Yeah. Those scenes, like, um, those were like 20 minute takes you know, like every take we did of those was like 20 minutes um, for however long we did it for. So, you know, there was like, there was like a bit where we were just talking in like Christopher Walken voices and just like, you know, and it was so surreal because, you know, you know, these guys were like movie stars to me. So I was just like, you know, it was quite surreal to be kind of just like bantering uh, with these guys. It's interesting because I've always kind of commented on the fact that Peaky Blinders doesn't really have a audience avatar. And, and you almost feel like Ollie is a bit of that because he's kind of wide-eyed and young and experiencing these crazy people doing these crazy things. And that scene yeah. is, so, is so perfect with it. So I, I wanted to ask you in terms of, you know, your career trajectory following and going to do Tyrant and voicing different video games was making Peaky Blinders different than anything else you've done so far? Um, I think um, it was, it, it, it's etched into my memory just because of how sort of epic it was in an, in an immediate moment, you know, and, um, and also because kind of like, it was, it was great to work on a show which wasn't huge yet, you know, so right. because, you know, and I haven't, you know, I didn't do any of the other series. So like, uh, um, I don't know what it's like now. I don't know what the hype is now, but I guess there's probably more pressure uh, um, to get it, like to nail it, you know, now, because it's such a huge show. And I think at the time it was just really fun. And then um, it's, it really, it kind of set the bar for me a bit, you know, like I was like, Wow, I was like one and a half years out of drama school, you know. So I was like really thrown into like such a an amazing. It was like school, you know. I kind of okay. lapped it up. Um. So I'd say like yeah, I don't I don't have those kind of 
now now I'm you know I mean you know now I know kind of more of what I'm doing you know I mean, nobody knows what they're doing really but like <laughs> you know back then I kind of was really fresh so I'd say like you know now it's I'm I have a I have a you know like a a routine and a method and you know it's much more I'm much more chilled about like you know meeting really like I just did a thing last a couple of years ago I did a thing with Helen Mirren for a few months and you know like I, it was cool I was totally cool like I didn't you know whereas like I don't know I I ran into Tom about two months ago and I still had that thing of like oh, Tom Alfie you know I still I went back into like Ollie mode it's in, so. it's incredible I mean Dame Helen Mirren and, and Tom Hardy and it's just so casual that it's it's part of the early you know preparation of your career trajectory essentially yeah yeah I mean it's like I've been really lucky and I've been really you know blessed to have to work on such a variety of of projects like they've been really different you know um and it was just you know having peaky right at the beginning of that was just really like really cool and um yeah it's uh it's it's fun when you know different actors like to throw out you know impersonations and, and you had your your alfie and, and your tom hardy josh yeah. josh is our resident in in person and we've got we get mixed reviews on his on his Tom Shelby, but I think his Alfie, I think his Alfie's down pat. So I would like for you to judge, the judge Josh's Josh's Alfie and go. Sabini. So go ahead. There's there's this is the exchange in season two between Sabini and Alfie when they're trying to decide, you know, what which road to go down. I don't remember exactly. This is this is from the top of the head. I think you might have been in the room for the scene. But when, when, that when I was writing stuff, I think I was writing yes. stuff down. Yeah, he was, he yeah. was the one with the pen. Yeah, yeah. So he goes, yeah that was my uh, that was my audition scene. Actually. Oh wow! Okay, even better. Yeah. better. He'll so be a good said, judge. Like when Sabini's like Camden Road, and then Alfie's like Farry yeah, Tip, yeah, yeah, Farry Tip Road, Camden Road, Farry Tip Road. Tom, Tom was just a little story about. It. Tom was really impressed with Noah Noah Taylor who played um, Sabini. Yep. Um, Tom was really impressed with him the whole time. He kept like. He kept like, you know, so we were sitting next to each other and he kept like leaning over and going, look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. So good. So intense. And I, he, really, he, he really, really, um, but he really the, loved what Noah the, was doing. The uh, best part of that scene is when I finally he's like, fairy to road, Camden road, fairy to road. And he says, peace between the Jews and the Italians. And then he, and he, he goes over to you and says, write that down with your fucking pen write that down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good man and that's then, good and he's he's always he's always doing raw yeah raw raw yeah <laughs> yeah that's good man all right there we go. Certified, you're certified taking me back exactly okay. and it, it kind of blew our minds when we found out that sabini was the guy who chopped off jamie lannister's hand so the range yeah. of noah taylor is incredible yeah noah's great no um noah's uh a really, really like classy, cool, like just like, you know. I remember like, cause I, cause he's also with the, me, him, and Killian with the same agent as well. Um, oh wow! And I remember, um, I remember walking into makeup, and uh, and he was there, and I was like, "Hey, I'm Adam," and he was like, "I'm Noah. I've heard about you." And I was like, "Cool, man." That's awesome. Um, Although the best, uh, just 
another makeup story. Um, I, one of my favorite people who was on that show was Sam Neill. Um, mm. And he, I walked into makeup once and he's, he was qu like, that character is quite like big and imposing, <laughs> you know, like Sam is like, you know. He's a unit. Gentle. He's a unit. Sorry? He's like a unit. He's big guys. Yeah, he? he's a unit. Yeah. Like, um, and and I, I sat down in makeup. And I noticed he was just kind of looking at me like, you know, with the tash and stuff. And he came over and he just went, Sam. And like, it was, you know, I had all these emotions because he was quite, you know, he was fully in that kind of, um, uh, that character. And he was quite intimidating, but also all of the like, you know, Jurassic Park memories of me being a five-year-old when that came out, you know, kind of came out, you know, came flooding out and it was quite intense. And, yeah. So right, I guess, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. No, it's just kind of, you know, it's, this is bringing back a lot of memories about, you know, like going back to your, um, uh, Daniel's question before, you know, about what kind of impact it had. And yeah, it had, like, it had, like, it had a huge yeah. impact on me in terms of, um, you know, it was like a, an amazing introduction into the industry, you know, I got to learn, you know, how a TV show works, but also work with like a, like a bunch of my heroes, you know, at the same time in one week. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, just like bringing back more memories maybe here. Um, the question for you is, what is your favorite scene from the show? It could be even one that you're not in or it could be one that, that you're in, but, you know, obviously you have a different perspective. So what is your favorite scene from Peaky Blinders? It's, I, I think it's the one at the end of um, series two where, you know, Tommy's going to get, Tommy's going to get blown away. And That's it's like, that is mine. That is my favorite scene. It's, it's the best. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it's Killian at his absolute best. And Killian is like nails everything he does. Like, I mean, I'm guessing, I mean, you guys probably won't have been able to see him, but Killian does a lot of theater over here and it's, like so good it's so great he's, he's very very talented and i was gonna go ahead josh I, i'm gonna say that that's one of my favorite scenes especially the song that plays at the end all my tears mm -hmm. by ann brun which is i'm mm -hmm. a i'm a huge fan of the music on this show as well we actually have an episode where we just dive into some of our favorite songs and that scene when he's you know when he trips he trips over his own feet when he's walking and he's crying yep. and the yep. music's playing and he's breathing heavily it made you really like feel like you like you were there with him that like, he kind of felt like yeah. he was like at his lowest point and those few times where you were were Killian and, and playing Tommy Shelby really makes you believe like he's at his lowest point it shows you how yeah. brilliant he is at playing this role so I couldn't agree more and, and I love that answer because that yeah. kind of validates that that is the best scene in the show. <laughs> his, his reaction as well when he's not killed is, is so right. brilliant. Yeah. We're, we're kind of all there with him because at the time, if you're watching live, you have no idea. I mean, you have, you have no idea. And then especially the trajectory that the show goes with killing off Grace and then John and just go down yeah. the line with, you know, finishing with Abarama, obviously at the end of series mm -hmm. five, I was going to ask you, so as, as a fan of the show, did you think that Alfie was dead at the end of series four? I actually did. I actually kind of did, but I think part of me was like, um, you know, because I think part of me was probably like, because um, like if he's dead, then I can't come back. 
you know a part of me was probably like you know okay well then i i don't have to think about like you know this because like you know back of your head obviously like i would love to like uh go back into that world you know but um i think it's like uh it, it, it like tom as tom became huger his part became smaller and it kind of makes so much more sense just to kind of like you know pump out the tom scenes but when he came back in the last series i was like yeah this is great yeah, yeah so that was a great scene ollie's just ollie's just chilling in margate right waiting With for cyril. his return With cyril Ollie is just like I, I think um I think Ollie probably does something very, very like normal now. He's he's he, you know, he just wasn't I don't think he was for the uh for the crime no. kind of side of things. We we I think Go ahead. Sorry, it's just like Tom, I remember Tom saying like because you know, like Tom just improvs all over the place. So he would say like he did scenes where he'd just be like, you know, you're gonna fuck off and you're gonna go home to your mother. And I never want to see you again, like that sort of thing. And so you I kind of like, like a child in a bad world. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you kind of that that's that little walk of shame I do, you know, into the corner. Um, you know, I was fully in, you know, as as Ali, kind of fully expecting I would just be going home and never. But uh, we we've kind of know. we've kind of visualized Ali. Because they never really mention the lawyer, and and they've, they've they've talked about like Tommy has a lawyer, Alfie has a lawyer, but we've never seen a lawyer. So we always feel mm. like Ollie kind of went to law school and then became a normal lawyer because that's just what Jewish people they do. They they love following. We're we're Jewish actually, so it's <laughs> we're just both awesome. Jews. we're both it's Jews. awesome to watch like the the Alfie Ollie dynamic, and then seeing Alfie kind of scolding Billy Kitchen for for looking at the Jewish yeah. girls. And we're actually gonna have, uh, we're actually gonna have Paul on later in the week. So we're really excited to talk to you. Paul. Yeah, very, very excited. Paul's one of my, Paul's one of my best friends. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be great. So you're gonna have to, when, when we turn this off, you'll have to give us a few uh, in the chamber to, to unleash on him at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the interview. I will, I will. mess with him. He's uh, he's he's uh, one of my favorite people and one of my favorite actors. He's uh, an absolutely lovely gentleman, and he's he's like um, on every you know at the end of when you film stuff like you 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 think you're going to be friends with everyone on on the crew you know every time, but you usually take away like one or two friends who you actually really stay in touch with. And Paul was mine from Peaky. And the huge news that that he's being added to the the season two of yeah. The Witcher, which is just I massive. Mean, I mean, it couldn't have happened to a more deserving guy. Like he's, he will nail that role. And that show is, I don't know, have you seen it? Yeah, I love, I love all of that. Anything that's going to try to make a new Game of Thrones, I'm going to watch it because Game of Thrones yeah. was, was our favorite show ever. And, and The Witcher it's, season it's one was show, good. Yeah. It was good. I think that it was more of a part one of two, kind of like Stephen Knight. Yeah. And that's that's going to lead me into this. How do you see this show ending? Peaky Blinders. How do how do I see Peaky? Um, well, Stevens always said it's gonna be. Um, uh, I think he says it's it's gonna like lead up to. Uh, like the sirens of World, World, War, World, II. World War Two. Yeah. Yep. So um, I kind of. Yeah, I feel like. Because I don't know how many more they're gonna do. 
I think like, seven. I think they're saying seven seasons. So we've got two more. And I guess the main question is basically just going to be the Michael, the Michael plot. Like, how do, you, how do you see that? What's your prediction for the Michael plot? Yeah, I, 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 where is he now? Where is he now? Like, so, so they ended with like the huge fight where Gina kind of says, we're going to go with plan B because Tommy yeah. throws plan A in the fire and then Polly quits. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah, where yeah. we're sitting. And then Tommy has the gun to his head. I feel like, like I would love to see Michael going to go full like Michael Corleone. You know, okay. I would love to see that happen. I'd love to see kind of Finn um, um, really kind of, like, I don't know. I kind of love to see him kind of, I guess, kind of become the head of that family. I think it'd be really cool. That's, that's what we were, we were kind of discussing in our predictions is this, this plot could go so many different ways, which we, we obviously yeah, viewed season five, series five, as a setup for, for series six because not a lot, it wasn't like the action packed season, more so kind of setting up the political climate. But then also with Gina and Michael and kind of predicting whether or not Gina is going to turn on Michael and whether or not, you know, she has some royal family in the States that has been, you know, pushing drugs around, around there yeah. for a little bit. And they have that experience. We don't know if Michael's going to dip his feet into that industry or if. Gina's honestly like undercover on a covert operation to try to, you know, break up the Shelby family. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise it, me. It, no, I mean, I'm not sure I trusted that character. But, uh. <laughs> we, we've speculated who Gina's family could be. And we've gone from like the Roosevelt's to the Vanderbilt's to the, mm. to the, the, the Capones even, because we had the mention of Alphonse at the end of season four. So it would be, yeah. it wouldn't be too surprising if someone came back in from the America side of things. I, I want to ask you, aside from Ollie coming back in, in some season six uh, cameo, is there one or two actors that you just love that you would, that you would just die if you could somehow see them come into the PQ verse? What people who haven't been in it. Correct. Um, I would love Snoop Dogg to get his cameo. <laughs> like i think snoop is there some is there some story was, well snoop was like one of the earliest like fans of the show like he he um he posted like he, that he was watching it and then he actually met with stephen knight um i think like snoop should be in the show i okay. think um, Isaiah's uncle yeah like Isaiah's uncle or something you know um like jeremiah's brother or something yeah, exactly <laughs> um I think uh, it'd be great if, like, I don't know, Florence Pugh got a part in it. You know, that'd be cool because she's I don't know incredible. if I could handle that. I don't know if I could be able to handle that. I'm just, she's just too perfect. She's, <laughs> I mean, she's, she, I think she should be, you know, because um, uh, it's, uh, the casting is done by a wonderful lady called Shaheen Bey and um, who did a lot of projects with, uh, with Florence. Um, and I, I think like, I, I would love it if, if they managed to get Florence in. Um, and I don't know, like, I feel like the, the demand must be so high to be in that show because it's so cool. You know, I'd love it if Brad Pitt That's, had a little. Yeah, we said Brad Pitt, up, Julia, up yeah, in, so you know. maybe, maybe Julia yeah. Roberts. We, we, did, an, we yeah. did an episode of just picking, picking some of our favorite actors or actresses that we think would, would would be a good fit and we both said brad pitt would be a good fit because he can play any role just like tom hardy can 
Yeah, Gina's can, uncle. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, some some important yeah. character in that respect. Um, so I guess uh, going off something that you said earlier earlier um, in, in the interview was that you're from Birmingham and this show takes yeah. place in Birmingham. How accurate is obviously it's a different time right now. Obviously, you know it was mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not it's not filmed in 2020 or you know in the early 21st century. But how accurate is the depiction of Birmingham and how do the people in Birmingham receive the show? Are they more interested because it's in Birmingham or is we we we, we didn't know it was Birmingham when, when, at first. We thought it was Birmingham because there's a Birmingham Alabama. <laughs> so now yeah. we know that it's Birmingham. So what is what is the reception uh, for for people like you that aren't in the show? um it's so i think when the first series came out like every uh you know because brummies are pretty proud people you know so um i think they were a bit like what's this show and like you know maybe a bit critical of some of the accents you know and then like and then they slowly just really really started to love it and we did we had the premiere for the second series in in Birmingham, which was really surreal because it was in the same cinema that I used to have like birthday parties when I was a kid and stuff. It was really crazy. That's um, wild. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember telling, I was in the car with Killian and I was just like, this is so weird, like, you know, because, uh, you know, it's, uh, it really is kind of like, you know, it's, yeah, it was a memory that shouldn't have fit with like my career, you right. know, like business. It was like, I know I literally used to have 12 year old birthday parties at this cinema but um i um yeah like they love it now and like it's uh you know everywhere you go it's like peaky blinders fish and chip shop peaky blinders this everyone wears the hats um and you know it's very different because birmingham's not very industrial anymore you know that's why they don't really film it there they film it in um manchester and liverpool which has a lot more of those building um but uh they had a I, like they had a festival there i think uh last year or something they had a peaky blinders festival yeah. um and i there was a big like mural and i i saw it when i was on the train at christmas time and I, it was really cool yeah they, they really love it there speaking of the hats did did ollie ever secretly wish that he was a part of the peaky blinders i mean like you know, we all do. I'm not sure the haircut would look good on me because I have such <laughs> curly hair. So um, I remember being a bit, I did have a, like in the costume test, I had a hat. I had a hat like Alfie's and I never got to wear it. I was really sad, you know, because. Oh, um, man. But I think, you know, Tom got to wear the hat because he's the boss. So you briefly mentioned the, uh, the play that you co-wrote. It was, what was it, Licensed to Ill? About the Licensed Beastie Boys? Ill, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So what was... I guess what was your introduction to the uh I guess the Broadway style of 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 you know the arts because I've seen different videos you've posted I I saw Hamilton recently and I saw your video you had yeah. of, of singing one of the uh the songs yeah. it was fantastic it was great Thanks man um yeah that was with my friend um Christina Glur who is in Hamilton on Broadway um and uh, I was in, I was just in New York and I loved that show. You know, I saw it and became obsessed like everyone. And uh, I just wanted to do, do some of the singing with her. Um, but uh, in terms of, so, so I went to, uh, I did a, I went to a drama school where, which um, the course I did kind of taught you how to make theater. Um, it was slightly kind of different to like a standard 
acting course. So we kind of came out with these tools to make make theater shows, and we we saw a lot of um, we saw a lot of uh, different kinds of really interesting and in, innovative theater. And um, before you know, before I became an actor, I was I was going to be a musician, um, and I kind of had to make that. I had that sort of fork in the road where I had to make that choice. And I kind of thought I'd probably have more of a chance of making a living as an actor because the music industry is so kind of crazy right now. And the kind of stuff I'm into is like, you know, I think, you know, anyway, that's a, that's a different conversation, the music industry conversation. But, um, uh, but I still have that in me, you know, so, so that's why, uh, you know, and I love hip hop as well. So that's why we kind of, came up with this uh, idea to make a show that also would kind of showcase the Beastie Boys music and celebrate them as, um, you know, real pioneers of, uh, of hip hop. That's, it's incredible. I was, I was looking it up. I mean, I guess, I guess Snoop Dogg could introduce early rap to, you know, the, the early 20th century in season, in season <laughs> six or something. Um, but this is a great time. I guess if, if you ever wanted to, to write a screenplay or write another, uh, you know, write another play, you know, you've got a lot of time to do nothing. Are there some shows that you want to recommend? Because Josh and I have been trying to just roll out different, different seasons of, or series of shows for our listeners, because there's so much time to watch TV right now. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm watching Better Call Saul right now. Oh, you know, I, think, I think that's, yeah, uh, every know, episode is perfect. Yeah. I mean, Vince Gilligan is, just an absolute genius you know and i um i just did a uh in last kind of uh fall i did a, a show a new amc show with um david costable who played gail in breaking bad you know remember ah, him yes of he's also, uh, he's, also yeah. billions. he's also in billions he's also in billions billions yeah so that was like that was a treat because you know uh you know i got to hear some breaking bad stories and uh um yeah like yeah better call soul what else am i watching um true detective i mean that's these are kind of old you know yeah. <laughs> but, but uh okay. i'm a big true detective fan myself yeah i'm quite the best. Go on. season one of true detective with matthew mcconaughey and uh, woody harrelson is one of the best seasons of television in my opinion incredible incredible um trying to think what else i'm watching oh like big little lies you know it's there's so much there's so much great stuff out there you know i'll tell you if you if you like big little lies there's a new one on hulu that's kind of like a i guess just a competition to it it's called little fires everywhere it's pretty good i i like that cool. style um and so I've, i'm two episodes into that one but uh i guess when when all of this qualms down do you do you see the stuff that you have lined up for 2020, do you see that being pushed back? I know you've got um, a couple movies coming out. One big one, I think I saw, what was it called? Morbius or, hold on. What, what, what do you have lined up for you in the next couple of months? Yeah, that, um, yeah I have like a, a tiny part in this, this film, Morbius, which is this, uh, you know, sort of Sony universe, demand universe spinoff. Um, and I think that was um, due for a summer I have no idea. You know, I, I, I don't know when these, if these films are, because um, some of these might go on demand, you know, go on like video on demand. Um, some, like a, there was a film that came out, an indie film um, with 
someone I know in it recently and um, and uh, it came out in the cinemas and then you know they closed the cinemas like literally two weeks later or one week later so mm. it, it, they just bring it out and they've just pushed forward the iTunes release um, so I think you know maybe the AMC thing might be okay because it's it's in the can you know and it's TV that'll be fine but Morbius I have no idea um, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird time, you know, there's nothing, you know, nobody can really see anything on the horizon and, you know, all we can do is just, um, like you said, like this is a great time to write new projects. Um, and, uh, uh, and, you know, I don't know how it's affected your guys' work, you know, how has it affected you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, well, Daniel, go, go ahead first. Cause you have yeah, a situation in May. It's tough. So I'm actually, uh, I'm a sports broadcaster. So hmm. I travel around the country and, and work for different college teams. So I've been, there you I, go. Working, like, yeah, I yeah. lost my job. So it's, they canceled the whole season and uh, I hmm. actually just drove cross country. So I was living in California, drove back to South Florida to spend some time with my family. And I got to really experience the whole country doing a cross country drive during the wow. pandemic. But social, but social distancing while, <laughs> while doing so. Yeah. I so, I mean, I was yeah. in isolation. I was just in my car. Right. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. it was incredible. And yeah, and Josh then, is in. Josh yeah. So I'm in, I'm in my last year of law school, my last semester of law school. Uh, and we are doing the rest of the semester online through blue jeans or zoom, you know, all lectures and classes are online. And then wow. uh, my graduation was supposed to be in May and that's not until going to be until December now. So we're going to get our degrees, get our papers, and then we'll, we'll, we'll actually walk in December, which is going to be weird. And I'm supposed to be taking the bar exam in July and they haven't, there's a lot of talk that that might be also postponed or canceled because you have to take it in one room and they can't put 500 people in one room, but that's not till July. Yeah. Fingers crossed for that, but you know, we're all, we're all dealing with it, but you know, hopefully it gets better in the next couple months. I hope so. I hope so. Like, you know, the best thing we can do is just try and stay positive and try and, mm -hmm. you know, do kind of more stuff like this. Like, you know, I'm really, I'm really glad you guys reached out and, because it's like it's good to because you know like Peaky Blinders for me is it was quite a while ago so it's it's nice to actually come you know think about these talk about these memories and things like that and it's great you're getting you know Paul on and you know because Paul would have been shooting The Witcher right now you know um so you know we all we all need to kind of like get together and do more of this kind of thing and um you know and it is great that you can kind of continue your, edu your education uh right. online at least you know like it's good that we you know we we need to now like use these tools that you know the lord steve jobs and people like that yep, blessed yep. us with you know <laughs> and it's, i mean it's 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 working for a lot of people so uh it's working for for for, for businesses working from home hope hopefully everyone's staying at home working from home because it it can be done so where mm -hmm. you're right they were these things were made for these exact reasons in these in these times so we're thankful yeah adam That's we really good. appreciate it hopefully you and your whole family and everyone that you care for stays safe and just uh just powers through this because it's obvious that you know i think uk was a little bit behind even america and oh yeah and everything oh yeah <laughs> and it's gonna be tough to to prevent you guys out there from from getting your 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 beer and your whiskey but hopefully everyone can have like a video chat happy hours and and kind of stay Absolutely. safe in that way um we really appreciate yeah. you coming on had a lot of fun 
And uh, who knows, if, uh, if Ollie makes another appearance, hopefully we'd love to talk to you again in the future. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you so much for having, having me on. And uh, stay safe, guys. And yeah, everybody get your beers in and just do a, do a Zoom <laughs> chat. And, uh, oh, yes. That's our episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders for Adam L. Hagar, for Josh Levy. I'm Daniel Gilman. We binge, so you don't have to.